It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another edition of Carnivore Bites. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman, along with the esteemed Dr. Eric Lopkin. And um, it's troubling times. It's the 1960s, deja vu all over again. Unfortunately, it was 50 years ago. I thought we moved all this, you know, past all this stuff. But, um, you know, you got to bring into question, and, and if you're our adversaries like Russia or China, you're shaking your head going, this country's basically fragment beyond fragment. I mean, it's blown apart. Is it even a country or just a conglomeration of different constituencies that really don't even like each other at this point? Yeah, the the divide has <laughs> become greater and greater. And I love, you know, last week, Charles Barkley came out saying, you know, politicians promote racism as a way to keep their power and he was he was absolutely right you know i know loads of people who have never even considered race a problem and i'm not talking about a whole bunch of white people i'm talking about african americans hispanic americans asian americans and you know i remember growing up in the 70s we had it was the first generation of busing, so we had African American students back then. They were called black, but you know we had black students being bussed into our schools, and nobody in the school thought anything about them. Two of my best friends were kids who were bussed in. We never thought about that's really interesting. What race they that, were? Cause I, no, because I obviously I'm older than you. We've already gone over that on the air. <laughs> But I was a product of the later 60s, and that we, I was the first, the actual first generation. It was called um, Project Concern in West Hartford. And you know something that was really interesting? Is there, I should say, there was resistance, my own, not resistance. I didn't understand it. I, uh, I never, never really saw a black person and there was a little bit of rough edges let's say that and then like you two or three of my best friends were black i mean literally it's not like oh my best friends are jewish you know that kind of shtick no i'm really being honest with you like we related completely together it was no problem not even a problem they were like my best friends that's the truth so what's going on? That's 50 years ago. And right. I just don't understand it. Like, and the other thing is you're bringing like, okay, 
I don't know, three years ago when that idiot cop shot the guy in the back. That was ridiculous. The guy's running away. You can leave it alone for another day. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. This, he didn't deserve it. To, there's no misinterpretation. But he, you resisted arrest. It's not like you're like, and the other thing is, I'm sorry, there was some incompetency with the police. And I'm not talking about the woman because we've discussed that before he we went on the bites. But the guy, will you put the friggin' handcuffs on him already? <coughs> what the heck are you doing? Getting a yep. cheeseburger? Put the friggin' no. handcuffs on the guy. This would have never happened. That's, ab- genius. That's absolutely true. And Police chiefs across the country have been talking about this for years, that they need more money, not less, because cops need to be trained better. And this is from the police chiefs themselves. So now you've got all of these idiots, well, it's racist, defund the police. No. They need to be better trained. They're being thrown into situations that they are not capable of dealing with. And, you know, those same police chiefs have also been talking about the fact that they should not be the first responders for people with mental illness. Uh, You know, they don't have the training for it. You need to train them. You need to increase that training budget so that they're better able to handle things in a nonviolent manner. They're better able to handle things without lethal force. And they're better trained just in general for all but the different no things they're going to come involved. up This is the real subject, Dr. Lapkin, and for our listeners. So what are the racial carpetbaggers doing? CNN, the media, and then the usual suspects, uh, you know, that you see day in, day out on all these shows. I mean, there's a cottage industry. It's a cottage industry. Oh, yes. Of racism. And I mean, this is not new. Al Sharpton made a fortune. He went from bankruptcy to having a small fortune, all based on calling things racist that weren't. Actually, based on extortion. How does that sound? Well, yes. I there mean, he, he, he actually went so far as to fake incidents, not yes, just take advantage of them. Case, yes. yes. Um, so where are we as a country? Because if I'm Putin, if I'm Kim Jong-il, if I'm the uh, Chinese, I'm la- this country is falling apart. And the difference is, um, in the 60s, yeah, we fell apart. We had, you know, the late 67 to 69, maybe not the best years, but we were strong economic. I mean, we had a base and we were relatively cohesive as a society. Separate of the race, racial issues, which were real. Now, economically, I think demographically, economically, we're weaker. Demographically, I see us as just a constituency of a conglomerate, I should say, of people thrown together that have increasingly have little in common. That's not a country. Sorry, it's not. No, it it really isn't. And, you know, it reminds me of David Dinkins, 
who for those oh, of God. those of our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with him, he was the first African-American mayor of New York. A genius, And, yeah. you know, we, we, we all grew up with the image of the melting pot. America was a melting pot, and people came, you know, from all over, and they became Americans. And when Dinkins was mayor, he started saying, no, we're not a melting pot. We're a mosaic. It's oh, all God. different people, but they stay separate. And that, I think that was the beginning of, well, you know, when I was growing up, nobody was Italian American or African American or Irish American or Asian American. They were American, period. Yeah, but there's no, no, there's no, no, no. Your point is well founded, Dr. Lapkin, but something happened, and I'll defer to you given that you're the doctor and that is there's no motivation there's no incentive there's an incentive not to assimilate that's the problem and we were the melting pot and it was an advantage for america and you look at throughout history like you know a jewish guy invented this an italian person invented an african-american did that there's no incentive because of political leadership to come together, to have the melting pot. No, because not just politicians, but people you know, found out that, hey, there's money to be made by sowing discord. The Democrats played it up big time for the elections. Like, oh, we're going to bring people together. And of course oh, they didn't. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, they make money sowing discord because the more people are upset, the more they watch those networks. Let me conclude on something that I believe is very controversial. And you know something? The Blacks, African-Americans of the 1960s, my God, they encountered amazing racism, disadvantageism, uh, everything you could imagine, things I could never go through. Yet, do you know this, Dr. Lopkin, that they had more intact marriages, less out of wedlock births, more membership in essentially church membership and now through social engineering we've created a generation of whiners and it's not just african americans it's everyone oh yeah we have a generation of people who grew up getting awards for showing up oh, and now now they think they're entitled to everything and and this is not again this is not the african american experience this no, it's is everything white... This is, yeah, well, I mean, this is especially white suburban did a lot of this. You know something, you're correct, yes. But it, but it, it did leave a footprint on the African-American community. It's not singled or focused on them, but it's transcendent over every ethnic group, over all of, everyone's a victim. So you have real racism in the 60s now, I don't know, you sneeze and it's, and the other thing is you talked about the differences in generations and it's really funny as an educator, <laughs> what do you call today's generation? Cause I forgot Dr. Lopkin. Uh, 
the kids who are still in school or Gen Z? Okay, Gen Z. They're not buying it. It's gotten so, it's a caricature of itself. If you understand what I'm saying. They'll say like, you just put on a a show or a PowerPoint, they'll say, that's racist. That's nothing to do with race. It's not, I'm not getting that or into that. It's like almost like a joke. Well, remember, you had a university official say that math is racist because it requires you to get the right answer. Now, first of all, it's racist to assume that there's any particular race that can't get the right answer. But second of all, think of it from the point of view of being in an airplane. Most of us have gone places in an airplane. When that plane is landing at the airport, the trajectory is figured out by math. Do you now put yourself on that plane as it's coming into the airport? Do you think close enough is good enough in that situation? No, you want them to have the right answer. No, I agree. And I I think it's actually the person that you worked with who's on CNBC. Oh, I love an African American guy. Just friggin' smarter than you can believe. And he was saying this whole patronizing is the ultimate racism. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. I mean, even the voter ID, like, blacks or Hispanics aren't capable of producing an ID. I mean, it's pretty low. You know, the bar's pretty low. I mean, you need an ID to return something at Walmart, but they're not capable so that's racism, if you want my opinion. Absolutely. By people Assu- that are living in gated communities. Assuming that a race needs your help because to- they, you know, they don't have the advantage that you do. Well, guess what? I know African Americans, his- Hispanic Americans, who are head and shoulders, hands above their so much smarter than some of the white people I know. No, of course. I mean, and that's the re- no wait. That's the deal, Dr. Lockin. And it's, we had a blind society. I'm going to say, I'm sorry to say, at, until Obama. I never looked at that. I really didn't. It was nothing. There was so many smart black Africans, Jews. What It was nothing. And now it's, I don't understand it. And we'll close on because I need your help. And maybe some of our listeners do. What's the motivation? Because I think the train left the station not 50 years ago, probably 30 years ago. No one cared, you know, in terms of people your age, my age, younger, older. No one cares. Everyone was fine with it. I mean, it's it's so like friggin' Jurassic Park (coughs) that people would ever care what race you are. But it's almost the entitled class. They're the ones that really still hold on to something that left the station years ago. Like the white guy working in the Jiffy Lube with African-Americans. He's like going out getting beers with the people. It's them, not us, that screwed up. Final thought. Yeah, it, I mean, racism is a real problem. But... We have become a society that uses racism as an excuse. It's no longer let's solve the problem. It's let's call somebody a racist because 
that shuts down the conversation. They can't prove they're not racist, so we don't have to hear the facts in the matter. Yes, the only thing is, and I really kind of for our listeners and for me, want your opinion. I actually am going to push back a little bit on that, Dr. Lockett. Okay. Maybe I'm naive. It won't be the first time. I actually do believe that most people, not all, there's friggin' leadheads that were still ra- Most of your average American was was beyond pretty much racial neutral. But you're kind of feeding into this thing that doesn't really even exist. Final thought. Yeah, no, I I think you're there are right. morons. I'm, yes, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Craig Ferguson who made a comment that you know, as a stand-up comic, he had toured all across America, and most of what he found was that people don't care where you come from. They don't care what race you are as long as you stay off their lawn. You know, yes, and that's it. So, so. In closing, how much damage are we looking at? We're reversing 50 years of the, so the, of the most amazing experiment in human history. Only in America did you have every race, every religion coexisting, not just tolerating, but flourishing. And we're, I think we're, we're one of the things that made America what it was is now in jeopardy for political expediency. Final thought. No, I think you hit it right on the button. People found out that they could get political power and they could make money by exploiting racism. And we're no longer coming together as a people to fight this like we once did. We're splitting apart at the seams. And do you agree with me? And and no question, you don't have to. But... It w- we're undermining the most amazing social experiment and success ever in human history in terms of the United States of America, where every race, every religion was basically losing its, its barriers. Not in total, I'm not naive, but in right. large measure coming together to create the greatest country in the world, now we're reversing 50, 60, 70 years of progress. Yeah, we're definitely reversing it. I mean, America was always the country. As new groups came, no group had it easy coming to America. Every group was discriminated against. Every group was, you know, there was prejudice against them. But they assimilated and they became Americans. And when we all came together, that was the great experiment. Now we're encouraging people not to assimilate, not to come together. And as we split apart, we have destroyed that great experiment. And we are so much weaker apart than we are together. Exactly. Now, actually, the final thought, because I'm listening to what you're saying, aren't really poo-pooing the amazing achievements of African-Americans who most of them believe what we're just talking about because of political expediency. 
African Americans over the last 50 years have done amazing achievements and beyond assimilation. I mean, basically position themselves right into Americans and now we're reversing all their achievements. Final thought. Yes, they have made incredible strides. They've as, as both as a group and individually, Lord knows there's still, you know, room for improvement. Of course. But if we keep calling everything racism when it isn't, we're we're um we're ma- we're making the real problem less than it is. We are just taking the problem and ignoring the real problem for this fake show that we see every day on the news. Dr. Lockman, an extended version of Carnivore Bites, but we won't be uh, live this Friday. And it was worth examining because um, because it is. And uh, only Carnivore Radio can do what we do in terms of getting rid of ridiculous bias and examining issues for what they are. So, Dr. Lockman, I thank you. And our listeners, I thank you as well. You've been listening to Carnivore Bites part of the Exvadio Podcast Network. You can catch us every week on carnivoreradio.com, exvadio.com slash podcasts, the Apple Podcast Store, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you find podcasts. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.